Hello, teacher brains. Welcome to the Teaching Little Brains podcast. I am your host, Sarah Nickrock, and I am absolutely thrilled that you are here with me today. In fact, you're right on time because I am celebrating today. I am celebrating this, the release of my very first ever podcast episode. I am a podcast junkie. And I have toyed with the idea of launching on my own podcast for some time. So I am super jazzed that today is actually happening. And I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this celebration. Did you know that celebration is actually good for your brain? Your brain loves reward. It's wired for it. And celebration is an exceptional reward. When you do something, anything really, and you celebrate it, either in a subtle way like giving yourself mental props or checking something off your to-do list or in a big way like splurging on a trip or having a party, your brain eats that up. It fires off feel-good chemicals, dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin and endorphins like fireworks. It lowers damaging levels of cortisol and calms your amygdala. This burst of reward information signals to your brain to do more of whatever it was that caused the reward in the first place. By the way, if these words sound foreign to you, worry not. We will be exploring all kinds of enchanting neural vocabulary and concepts in this and future episodes. So let's put this into an example. Say you're helping a student learn to read. She's been struggling with the word then for quite some time. You've taught her all the strategies. You've prompted her to use context clues to try to predict what word would fit. You've practiced drill and kill sight recognition. She's written the word a million times. You've broken it down with magnetic letters. You've been over and over the sound parts. T-H says Mm -hmm. E-N says N. Say it after me. Put it together. Say it faster. All the tricks to no avail. And today, as she is reading, you can see that dreaded four-letter word two-thirds of the way down the page. You brace yourself for the inevitable. Despite your best efforts to remain optimistic and encouraging, as she approaches and predictably pauses at the word, you feel your face scrunch up, your shoulders raise, you hold your breath and clench your fists, and just as you're closing your eyes for impact, boom, to your absolute delight and astonishment, you hear the sweetest sound you've ever heard. Then, 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 then he went home. Woohoo! Break out the champagne! Figuratively speaking, of course. You stop her right there. Your fists thrust up in the air. You cheer. You jump out of your seat. You laugh. You high five that student. You tell her you did it. You used your strategies to figure out that tricky word. You must feel so proud of yourself. And obviously she is visibly elated. So this might seem like a trivial example, but bear with me as we break it down on a neurological level. Your brain has one job to keep you safe. It does this by seeking connection to others and avoiding rejection at all costs. When you think about this evolutionarily, it makes total sense. Back in our cave dwelling days, We needed to be part of the group. It was requirement for our survival. The more people to help prepare our food and shelter, to keep us warm, more eyes to watch out for predators, take care of us when we are sick or wounded, 
being rejected from the group would likely mean death. We would be out on our own and vulnerable to threats of all kinds. Now, although we have evolved in many, many ways, our brain is still fixed here. While we don't face death by tiger when we leave the house anymore, we still seek connection and avoid rejection in a more of an emotional sense. And it still remains paramount to our survival. There are ample studies and statistics about feelings of rejection leading to depression, self-harm, and suicide. For example, there is a significant elevated rate of suicides and suicide attempts among prison inmates who spend time in solitary confinement. There are also high mortality rates reported in infant orphanages where the babies were not cuddled or loved. And this is all Googleable. You can read up on it if you care to. But it all comes down to the hard wiring of our brain and its unrelenting determination to keep us safe. And we'll be getting into plenty more intricacies of our fascinating brain, how to hack it to maximize its potential, to optimize our lives and learning, and the lives and learning of the little brains in our homes and our classrooms. Indeed, this is what uh, teaching little brains is all about, but I digress. Let's get back to our example at hand. Your student successfully read the word then for the first time with little effort and you celebrated. The celebration itself, meaning the physical action of raising your hands, the wide smile, standing, laughing, and especially the elevated mood and connection to a positive feeling, so your shared elation and, in, and her pride in herself, which you further reinforced by your words, you must feel so proud of yourself, signals to her brain and yours that this is something that is good and safe. It is something that your brain should pay attention to, remember, and repeat. It loved that celebration, and here's why. I mentioned three chemicals earlier, dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. Dopamine gets fired when there is a reward sensation, so you check something off your to-do list, or you have a positive conversation with others during a celebration time, it accompanies a feeling of accomplishment and positivity. Without getting too scientific, although it's hard to resist because I find this stuff so fascinating, plus this is super cool stuff to teach the kids and, and your students. But listen to this word coming up, it's just too fun not to say. So dopamine is released in a system of the brain called the basal ganglia, right? So fun, basal ganglia, try it. Um, I'm not going to get deeper than that right now about the basal ganglia, but since learning all this neat stuff, I've been sharing this with my five-year-old daughter and she is enthralled by it. She loves the funny, long, complicated terms and remembers everything. Anyway, the benefit of dopamine is that it communicates with various areas of our prefrontal cortex. That's our conscious thinking brain, the part that makes us human the part that allows us to choose our words and actions, to think about our thinking. And we are the only animal that we know of that has this ability to think about our own thinking. Um, the Ontario curriculum has prompts and examples to help our students develop their prefrontal cortex and their ability to think about their thinking. Um, it is referred to in this document as metacognition. So when dopamine is released, it allows us to pay attention to important tasks, ignore distracting information, and access our working memory during problem-solving tasks, 
such as solving the tricky word then. Okay, the second chemical released during celebration is oxytocin. This is also known as the bonding hormone or the cuddle hormone or the love drug. It gives us a sense of closeness, intimacy, well-being, and safety. It is released in spades when we engage in physical contact with love, a loved one. And in this case, the oxytocin is released because your student felt an emotional connection to you when you made eye contact, you flashed your genuine wide smile, you gave a high five, and you shared in her feeling of pride and delight. This will encourage her to experiment, take risks, and learn to handle new challenges. The cheering and positive reinforcement boosted your and your students' serotonin levels. Serotonin helps change your mindset. Amongst other things, it increases motivation and innovation, helps people become more focused and determined to change, and can reduce stress. In your teacher training or past PD sessions, you may have heard the saying, praise publicly, criticize privately. I won't get into the criticize part, but the reason we praise publicly is because it initiates this cascade of positive energy, as I described earlier, through the brain and body. Experiencing this state, when coupled with the sincere words of praise and or encouragement, so in this case, the descriptive feedback you gave, students will feel more confident to be more likely to take risks and remain focused moving forward. And here's the beautiful thing about this. When we celebrate something, the brain does not know the difference between you celebrating for yourself or for someone else. It only experiences the positive chemical reaction and links it to what you think caused it. So for you in this case as the teacher, it would be helping the student. And for the student, it would be using the strategy she's learned to solve a tricky word. Now both your brains want more of that, so you will be more likely to help students and your student will be more likely to apply her reading strategies to try to solve new words with increased resilience, confidence, and risk-taking skills. In other words, celebrating with someone else, like say someone who is launching their very first ever podcast episode, has brain benefits for you as well as them. How awesome is that? So, what are you celebrating today? I am Sarah Nickrock. Thank you again for joining me today on the Teaching Little Brains podcast. This podcast is intended for teachers of all, or educators of all kinds, classroom teachers, support staff, administrators, educational assistants, homeschool educators, parents. Heck, some episodes you may even want to share with your students if you think it would be interesting and beneficial to them. And they're the whole reason why I started teaching Little Brains in the first place. My hope is that by learning about how our brain and mind work, we'll be able to maximize its full potential to optimize our lives and to teach our students how to do the same. Join me again next week, same time, same place, as we dive into the deep sea of our mind to quash the most common harmful core belief and learn one simple and effective strategy we can use in our classrooms that day. Until then, have a wonderful week everyone and remember to celebrate something big or small. Talk to you next week. Take care.